Titans, those masters of the sea with their vast, unstoppable fleet of triple-decked warships, were easy to spot. They were lordly men, big and muscular, with the bodies and faces of heroes, well-dressed in fashionable linen clothes, their curling hair and beards clipped short. Athens was Plataea's friend, as Grandfather always said. But the Athenians never seemed very friendly. He caught sight of a pack of Spartans, subjects of dual kings, grim and lean, with incongruously long manes of dark womanly hair, naked except for their soiled and threadbare blood-red capes, terrifying warriors, raised in packs like wolves, whom no Greek army dared meet on the field of battle. Never break an oath, and never turn your back on a Spartan, as Grandfather liked to say, and fear slavery more than death. Fifty years earlier, the Spartans and Athenians had joined together with Plataea to defeat the Persian king Xerxes. But now they fought over Greece like two dogs who wanted the same bone. It didn't make any sense to Nicias. Why not break the bone in half? He tried to sneak into the Hippodrome with a group of Macathonian jockeys who weren't much taller than he, but an attendant spotted him, yanked him aside, and painted a red X on his tunic to show he was banned. Nicias cursed and ran around to the opposite side of the enormous Hippodrome, where the poorer visitors had set up camp in the shade of the northern wall. There were pimps and whores, seers and wizards, seedy wine bars and brothel tents. The place reeked of hemp and wood smoke and greasy meat burning on fires. He pulled off his tunic and tossed it aside so that he was wearing nothing more than a loincloth. An obese Thracian pimp with tattoos up and down his arms grabbed Nicias by the neck and squeezed hard. What's this pretty thing doing here all alone? asked the pimp, pushing Nicias toward a tent filled with writhing bodies and the blare of orgiastic flute music. Nicias stomped on the pimp's foot and the Thracian bellowed and let go. Nicias leapt back, uncoiled his whip, and cracked it at the man's face. The pimp touched his ear, saw the blood on his fingers, and shrieked as the pain surged through his brain. He called for his henchmen, who grabbed their clubs. Nicias dashed toward the hippodrome and its walls rising forty feet high. He pulled himself onto the top of a shed built at the base of the stadium, kicked off his sandals, wrapped his whip around his arm, then started climbing up the chinks in the stone with the agility of a lizard. Nobody had the guts to follow him. They waited for him to drop. But Nicias had scaled more difficult and precarious cliffs in the Keitheron Mountains when he was no more than six, urged on by Grandfather, who loved it when his scion did anything bold and brave. In a matter of minutes he was at the top, gazing at the forty thousand spectators and the still-empty fighting arena below him. A combination of smells punched him in the face— the spicy odor of unwashed men, and the pungent reek of fish cakes sold by vendors as snacks. He rolled over the edge and tumbled onto the wooden benches, startling some Athenians who were singing a patriotic song in praise of their city. "'The flies are getting bigger and bigger,' said a wit as he shoved Nicias out of the way. The boy snaked his way to one of the aisles and sprinted down fifty rows to the wooden rail at the edge of the arena." A weird noise erupted from the spectators, the ancient ululating battle cry of forty thousand men shouting the word for freedom. Elu! 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 It was an unnerving chaos of sound that penetrated down to Nicias's bones.
The centaur of Thebes, cried a herald through a speaking trumpet. Deimos the Theban entered the arena to the thunderous shouts and applause of his supporters. With his almond-shaped eyes, beard ringlets, and shoulder-length hair, he made Nicias think of a carved temple guardian from the olden days, when the men of Greece were vassals of the Persian Empire and imitated their overlords in appearance. His upper body rippled with muscles and his legs were as solid as a warhorse's. It was easy to see how he'd gotten his name. He really did resemble a centaur. And like those ancient creatures, he was deadly. His last Pancration opponent had been dragged from the arena with a broken neck. Nicias felt a surge of hatred for this man. He might have been the same Theban who had killed his father at the Battle of Coronia. I'll drown myself if Deimos...